quick programming note. We have an interview with George Panagakis, friend of the show. Uh, it's a 15-minute standalone feature, followed by Arch and Phil as we go over our picks, previews, player props for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Enjoy. Hey, gang. Welcome back to the Backdoor Cover Network. My name's Phil. We've got two special guests tonight for this NFL playoff preview. Let's start with the regular Arch, how's it going, buddy? Hey, not too bad. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk to our special guest again. Yes, sir. And we are back with George Panagakis. It's George. What's happening? Steve, good to see you again. We spoke about maybe two, three months ago. And now you know everything's 90% over. Got some results. Got one live bet. And um, you know we'll see what happens during the next three weeks. Well, you're looking very relaxed, George. You've got yeah. the best hair in the business there, and, and you're, uh, <laughs> it looks like you're taking it easy. How, how's your Friday night going? Uh, believe it or not, I, was, uh, I live a mile from a casino. I live very close to a hair. There's a casino called Rivers Casino, and thankfully, they opened a poker room a year and a half ago. So believe it or not, I was just playing poker half an hour ago, and you know I, we have a commitment to this nice conversation. Oh, this is fun. So I just left the poker room 15 minutes ago, and I'm uh, charging my phone, and here I am. Nice. It's it's good to have a Rivers Casino in the Windy City. You're you're outside of Chicago, then I guess. I live right by O'Hare, and the casinos in the in the town right next door, Desplaines, which is you know literally two miles from O'Hare Airport. Yeah. Oh, nice. I spent yep. a few years in Chicago myself, George. I lived off the Blue Line, so Shakespeare stop. Oh, oh there you go. The Blue Line is the the line that goes from downtown to O'Hare. Correct? Yeah, right. Exactly. Been out of yeah. A thousand times. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, uh, George. A circa book just opened uh, near you, right? Is Ooh. that? Am I? Do I understand that correctly? One hundred percent correct. It's a half an hour straight north of me, in a suburb called Waukegan. Nice. And you're like their their number one favorite customer, from what I gather on Twitter. Uh, well, no, you know, me me and Jeffrey hit it off well. I'm not, you know, there's they have a couple guys that actually promote. They actually pay them. That's a whole different story. But I'm just a customer, and me and Jeffrey hit it off, and. Once in a moon, I'll actually drive there because I like to get a bet slip, but I also have them on my app. So I have three apps I have access to, Circa, Caesars, and DraftKings. I can push a button on my phone and bet. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. and, and Circa is a good out to have because Mr. Benson won't limit you. Yes. Exactly. I wish I'd bet. I'm only, I'm not, you know, I'm a thousand dollar better, which is I call medium, but yeah. for the big guys, they love Circa because Circa will take a bet. That's correct. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, you know, we, we did talk a couple months ago about your, your futures, um, and they're, they're winding down. Why don't you give us a little review of what that, that notebook had in it? Yeah. Well, I have one, one open bet. My bet I've been talking about all year is the comeback player of the year. You know, it might end up a loser, but I kind of called it perfectly. So I bet Baker Mayfield, like just before week one started, I just had a hunch. He was 75 to one. So I bet uh, I have $2,200 on the DraftKings app with Baker at 75 to one. And I have $500 on bet slips at Rivers Camby. So I have $2,700 on Baker Mayfield at 75 to one. So literally, if I get lucky two weeks from tomorrow when they announce it, I can win over two hundred thousand if Baker wins. <laughs> Unfortunately, probably not. Yeah. I think he just did one more great game, and I think it was done. But you know, that's that's another story. But I was ahead of the market from day one. Game one, Tampa Bay at Minnesota, they won, and he was down to like forty to one. I mean, I've been I've had a great position all year, but I might be a week short. In two weeks from tomorrow, they announce it, 
And then just after week one, I bet on Tua, he was plus 800, eight to one. He had a great game week one. I'm like, well, this Tua, you know, he had some concussions. I loved my bet. And, and he was like plus 400 for a couple, for whatever reason, the market in December, he just kind of like his market just tanked. I don't know why. No one respected the guy. I like him. He's had concussions. Why his market went to like so weak, it was, I can't figure it out. And then around yeah. October 1st, I, I hedged it. Damar Hamlin started the year at like minus 500. You know, you have to lay five to one. It's a mm-hmm. sucker bet. Around October 1st, he was like minus 120, like evenish. Luckily, I hedged for 3,000 right at that point, and I have that in the bet slip with Rivers Camby. So win or lose in two weeks, in one day after they make the announcement, I'll show the bet slip, win or lose. So I have a nice hedge on DeMar, which is probably going to be the winner, and I'll end up being a small loser, when, most likely when it's all over. Yeah, so uh, I'm a, a a big listener of, of V-CIN and, and Gil Alexander and his, his program, and uh, he had a couple of uh, awards voters on the show, and one of them said something that was it, it really stuck with me, right? So there, there's 50 awards voters, uh, you know, for for comeback player of the year, MVP, all that. And he was afraid. He said that the comeback player of the year probably should be Baker or probably should be Joe Flacco or something like that, just because DeMar Hamlin hasn't really played all that much. He, you know, very, very limited snaps. But he said that he was afraid of voting for anyone but DeMar Hamlin just in case uh, his name got out there like, oh, so-and-so, uh, you know, went for Joe Flacco while 48 other guys went for DeMar Hamlin. So it, it's tough to handicap voters, I guess, is what I'm what I'm saying here, because there's a lot more than on the field um, production that goes into it. There's no doubt you're you're, you're betting on what these voters are going to do. And yes, of, <clears throat> of course, it's a popularity contest. We all feel for DeMar. I mean, my God, you know, quote unquote, the guy died for an hour and I mean, we all feel for him, and you know, we can have this argument for hours and why he should and shouldn't. You know, when I made my bet, I was ahead of the market the whole year, and I just think Baker was ninety percent of the way there. I just think he needed one more good week at the end where he really didn't have it. And I hope I'm wrong. And again, Joe Flacco. I mean, this guy was a, it was a fluke the last month in the game against the Bears three weeks ago. I mean, it was a, this this uh, the Bears were up ten. With like 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, it's like fourth and one in midfield. Justin Fields is running to the right, and all he had to do was get two yards, and one guy stuck his arm out, and he tripped up Justin Fields, and then Cleveland won that game. And that really pissed me off because I also had over on the Bears seven and a half, and they ended up winning seven. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that, right. that was like that a, double, from, double, a double doozy there. Yeah, yeah that, and, uh, that, so that, that went really from, pissed me off. It, it went from dead to alive with the Bears' uh, last last. Uh, couple couple months push there i i i remembered you had their over i was like oh man this, this game means a lot to george <laughs> exactly they were like six and two the last eight weeks and uh you know fields had a couple good games and uh in the last game of the year it was bears at green bay and in either way i would have won i had the bears over and i had green bay to make the playoffs so no matter which team won i would have at least won one of my two bets so it was a nice spot but i just wish the bears would have won one more game during the year then i would have won both bets but because mm-hmm. my green bay bet in october Jordan Love, I mean, he was horrendous in October. And then luckily, they also were like maybe whatever, like five and one the last six games. And Green Bay turned it around. And I had three grand on Green Bay to make the playoffs. I bet them after week one. They were at the Bears. They had a great week. They had a great game. They looked good. So I bet three grand on Green Bay to make the playoffs. 
Boy, in October it looked bad, but they finished strong, and the bet was a winner. Yeah, I mean, you had a lot more trust in Jordan Love than than I did. Uh, Arch knows on on this show for about the first all of the weeks uh, made yeah. fun of Jordan Love, isn't that right, Arch? Yeah, for about eighteen weeks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. And I was forced to issue a formal apology last week, uh, George, to to Jordan Love, just in case he's a listener. Yeah, well, I, you know, believe me, you, we weren't the only one because I'm a Colin, Colin Coward listener too. I like him and. And during October, he was just laying into Jordan Love every week. And I agreed with him. He stunk in October. But somehow, thank God, the last six weeks, I mean, he played really well. And you got to give the man his credit. And uh, luckily, I won that bet. It was uh, it looked really bad in October. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he sure did. Um, so, Arch, I, I know you had a couple questions you wanted to to squirrel away for for George here. Well, George, I don't, I don't want to bring up any any sore spots here, but you've been uh, you've been uh, dueling with a couple people on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> you want to kind of explain what's going on with you and Fezic? Oh, uh, yeah, I've been I I I, uh, I deal with a couple. You know what? Big picture, I mean, Fezic's been around for years. I have to respect the guy. We have very minor duels. Um, I've never met him. Uh, I was interviewed on um, Be Better Better a couple months ago, and he, of course, everyone listens to those interviews because Spanky does a great job with those. And then it's, it didn't even bother me. He made a comment about my interview. Oh, he, if he didn't even mention my Oh, I listened to this interview, and, and this guy was talking about poker. So big picture, it's not a big deal between me and Steve. I mean, Steve is what he is. I, I got to give the man credit for surviving for 20 years. He's a pick seller. And yes, I made fun of him because I believe he picked Purdue uh, last March in round one, laying 50 to one. And believe me, the whole industry made fun of him because of that. And, uh, you know, these picks, it's a tough business selling picks. And, um, you know what, if, if I meet him, uh, I'll probably meet him maybe in Vegas. and I'll shake his hand and it, I, I don't hold any grudges. It's no big deal. But you want to find yourself on the poker table against him. That's what I gather. There you go. Maybe yeah. he's probably a better handicapper than poker player. Exactly. Wonderful. So we've got uh, we've got four games here that that are probably worth talking about, George. Uh, a couple couple of them tomorrow. I know you've got a a pick on Sunday's games, but I want to just you know pick your brain on maybe Houston Baltimore. Do you have any thoughts on that game? Uh, you know what? Big picture, no. But if I had to bet the game, I would take Baltimore because they have been really good. They've been great against good teams all year. I mean. This team is for real. They got a week off. So, I mean, if I had to bet the game, I would bet Baltimore. But, you know, sometimes you sometimes in life you get burned out. And I've just – I picked the games all year. I was virtually breakout even. I'm picking games. And for whatever reason, I got this bug about um, the survivor pools. So I'm literally reading about survivor pools, mm. which won't start until next September, but I'm getting into it. So I probably won't even bet one game. But if I had to I, – I, my gut says Baltimore. <laughs> And I think it's tomorrow night, the Detroit game, or is it Saturday? Uh, Yeah, Sunday. Sunday is the Detroit game. That's uh, Tampa Bay. That's your boy, Baker Mayfield, heading down to to Ford Field in Detroit, take on the Lions, the Lions six-point favorites. Uh, What what were you thinking with that game? I I know you have a – Again, that's the only game I really – I mean, if I I have – my gut says Detroit. I think they're at home. I mean, Tampa, even all year, they were just an average team. They had some really kind of weak games. They barely beat Carolina like two, three weeks ago. They had the – you know, they won like seven, you know. So if if I if I had about one game, I would take Detroit, and I, I would I would have had it early in with six. That's so my gut says Detroit's going to win by seven. They're going to be at home. The fans are going to go crazy, and uh, that's my gut. 
And, you know, the other two games, you get the nine and a half point spreads. The spread can come into play. And then Buffalo and Kansas City, I'm a big Josh Allen fan. But this Buffalo, I mean, even if you go back to early in September, they're missing three or four key guys in the team. I mean, they really are. I mean, these are key players. And I heard they got a couple more injuries. And uh, Kansas City's been a weird team. Their, their defense has been very solid. And their offense, the wide receivers have, you know, they've dropped 20 passes. But, uh, you know, how can I even pick a game? It's a three-point spread, which is right. And, you know, if you put a gun to my head, I don't know who I'd pick. But I'm a big Josh Allen fan, and he's just a little something different. I, I'm kind of rooting for him just because I like the kid. But I couldn't bet the game, though. Josh Allen, you see a little bit of yourself in Josh Allen, right? This is the gunslinger out there taking yeah. your risks, taking your shots. <laughs> no, he's he's five inches taller than me and oh. uh, 30 pounds more, and, and he makes a lot more money than me. So I wish we had something in common. <laughs> he likes to spend the winters in Southern California. That's yeah. all we have in common, yeah. George, I like banging the drum that you should not fall in love with the team after the wild card round because when wild card teams move to the divisional round, that's oftentimes when reality splashes cold water on your face as a team. Uh, that is so true. I mean, that was actually one of my favorite bets is always betting the team that had the extra week off. And five, ten years ago, the spreads were, were, were inflated because of that. But I'm totally a believer in that. If you usually, I like the team, the team at home with rest, but, you know, San Francisco nine and a half against Green Bay. I mean, you know, I mean, I wish, I wish, I wish there was an easy game. Is there ever an easy game? There really isn't. But anything, nothing would surprise me in that game. But I, the 49ers have, they've been doing it all year. I mean, they're so good and scary. And uh, Baltimore's going to, you know what? I wish they were easy to predict. They're not easy to predict. <laughs> but look at that, right? Look at the games. Yeah, I mean that's why these these casinos have gigantic buildings in the desert. I mean they they are not easy to predict. That's for sure. Isn't that? I mean, so and I said last week before the game, I said anyone who bets this Philadelphia Tampa game, you may have a gambling problem because, I mean, these teams were both screwed up for the. I mean, you could never predict what either team was going to do. I mean, how would you even bet the game? And Tampa ends up winning by twenty. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, I, I I'm from the the Philadelphia region and. um you know, just listening to to sports talk radio, this Philadelphia team was absolutely broken. I mean, th- there's just something intrinsically wrong, whether it be the coaching staff or the players quit or something. I mean, that, I was on Tampa, so I probably do have a, a gambling problem, but I was just sort of fading what what we were seeing from Philadelphia. That that is a, a poor team at the at the moment. I know that. I mean, I think you have a coaching problem. Hurts had a bad year. The whole the whole team they just they were out of funk they they lost their mojo, and uh, the you know they're lucky the, the year's over and it was just one of those things yeah like I said how could sure. you that game? yes sir uh, arts do you have any more questions for George uh, any anything you want to review with this this uh, <laughs> fine specimen <laughs> no no George you nailed everything I wanted to talk about we got that in if I put a gun to your head and said just pick me one team is going to win the Super Bowl who's it going to be George who's going to be wow you know. I guess I, 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 if you, I have to go with San Francisco right now. They are the favorite. They're whatever plus one seventy ish, and you know what? I, I mean, if when you look at what they've done all year, I would pick them because uh, Lamar Jackson's a little more unpredictable. But you got to give Baltimore credit; they're not a fluke. They're a real team, and those two are clearly the two best teams. Oh, I agree, and I, I have, yeah. <laughs> I have equity in both of those teams to win the AFC and NFC from you know right. September. So. Really, really hoping that that's true. Yeah. Uh, that's the, the other funny thing is I, I gave the suggestion like three weeks ago and Circa took it of putting up a prop. Will Baltimore or San Francisco win the Super Bowl vis the field? So if you go to Circa, you can actually, right now, 
It's been there for two weeks. You can bet that prop. You get the 49ers and Baltimore against the field. Right now, I, you can bet it. I saw that prop, George. Yeah. I didn't know you were behind it. I, I was kind of waiting for, for my books to populate it. That's awesome. I literally, and even Jeffrey Benson will admit, yes, it was George's idea. And two days later, they posted the prop. Now, granted, that's the first time out of my 50 suggestions they finally took one, but they finally took one. They took that one. Well, that that's awesome. Now that I, I know where that, that stemmed from, because I, I did see that prop and I wanted to bet it. And uh, I, I can't. I have to I have to go to Chicago. <laughs> or wherever, whatever. Yeah, I think they're in Colorado. Are you guys are in the Philly area right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Circus, you know what? Circus got to move east because a lot of these books are limiting people and all this stuff. And people love Circus. I, I, give, I give them credit for what they do. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff is a great guy. So uh, I guess we'll wrap this thing up here, George. And we are very, very thankful that you carved some time out of your, your day to join us to show off your haircut because I've got yeah. none. Arch has none. <laughs> Uh, wow. So you you up the average hair follicles on this show just by stepping foot foot in the ring with us. Yeah, yeah, I got a, I got a big haircut last week because I was in Florida for four days, so I wanted to look good with a nice uh, short head of hair. And boy, I tell you, Fort Lauderdale is nice in the winter. Amen to that, brother. Thanks again for coming on, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Stephen Arch, it was fun, and um, tell you what, in three months, let's do something. A couple weeks before the draft, I'm gonna have ten draft props. And I'll tell you exactly what's gonna happen. Oh yeah, love it. Done. I love betting the draft. I'm just terrible at it. We're, we will definitely have you back. <laughs> All right, guys. In three months, mark it in your calendar. Sounds good, George. Thanks. See you, guys. Hey, gang. Welcome back to the Backdoor Cover Network. I'm Phil, and as always, I'm joined by my main man, Vinny Bag of Donuts. Vinny, what's happening? Time to make the f***ing donuts. I think there's been a clerical error here. Vin- oh, no. Yeah, uh, Vinny is, uh, he's taking the night off. I don't know if this is a power play against you or not. Well, I'm not sure how many listeners are actually going to take in this whole episode without his huge brain but arch will we'll try and give it a go what do you say that's fine by me that's totally fine <laughs> so we we successfully navigated our way through uh super wild card weekend and now we're gonna tackle the divisional round this is another one of my favorite weeks in gambling because the australian open's still going on and uh <laughs> you know we're just we're still talking about the playoffs playoffs don't talk about playoffs you kidding me playoffs one thing i don't bring to the table one thing i don't bring to the table is the soundboard buttons i don't know where the soundboard is i don't click the soundboard buttons i'm sorry everybody see there's going to be about 50 percent less sound effects on this episode because i don't do that yeah i'm I'm gonna try and get as many as i can in here in the intro uh before things get really really going you don't like it, you can kiss my furry little butt. All right, I think we've met I met the show quota. Uh, Arch, in other news, we're 16 days away from racing. That's huge. That's what everyone's been waiting for. It's been heating up in the book club. People have been already picking your brain or trying to. Yeah, we've, we've got uh, futures are populating at a bookkeeper near you, and we're excited to go ahead and break them down. Uh, but let's talk about the task at hand, Arch. It's the divisional round. We've got two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, 
before we bust into this slate here, was there anything that stuck out to you about last week? Anything you want to talk about? Coaching changes? Wh- where should we begin? Ooh, um, I suppose the thing that stuck out to me the most was just how good the Houston Texans looked. Holy cow, was that a beatdown? Um, I thought, I, I mean, I, I was on their side. I thought they could pull it off, but I did not foresee that coming at all. Yeah, um, I took a bath on that game, Arch. Um, I was firmly planted on the Browns side. Uh, after breaking down the, the Browns defense, home and away splits in their EPA, it, it looked to me like they had just been a victim of some, uh, you know, bad regression, explosive plays on the road, uh, you know, and, and some some scoring output that wasn't sustainable. Turns out I was wrong. And Joe Flacco turned back into a pumpkin back-to-back pick sixes on, on, on back-to-back drives. That game was out of hand. 45-14, cashed the Texans ticket that you probably had in your pocket. And I, uh, I cried all night. Man, I mean, I could see people in New York. I could hear them yelling. I'm from, from, from In Winnipeg, I could hear the New York Jets fan yelling, going, that's the guy we know. That's the guy we know. Watching Flacco. They are a spiteful, spiteful yeah. bunch up there in <laughs> northern New Jersey. Later on on that Saturday night, uh, Arch, your Chiefs manhandled the Dolphins. I don't know what the takeaway is from that. Okay. I, I honestly uh, don't. Well, the one takeaway I have is that we were on Patrick Mahomes over mm. 40 and a half rushing yards for That's the entirety right. of the playoffs. He is sitting at 41. So all we need to do now, Arch, is avoid some kneel downs. Sounds like it sounds like you got it. Sounds like it's made in the shade. I, I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. Then Sunday, let's talk about that. Oh my word! Green Bay oh. upset the apple cart in Dallas, forty-eight to thirty-two. That game was never in doubt. You know, you look at the score line, you see oh, I was two scores. It was never that close. Jordan Love's coming out party, putting the nail in Mike McCarthy's coaching tenure at Dallas, or so you think. What, what is going on in Dallas? I, I don't know. I mean, you could almost feel the tension. As soon as Green Bay came out and punched him in the mouth, it was like this institutional memory came flowing back on the Cowboys. I'm like, oh no, we can't win. And they never seem to have that, that uh, press. They never seem to really, they never seem to act like this is a playoff game. This is a one and done playoff game. They just didn't seem to, to care. And they just yeah. collapsed. Uh, it looked like Dak wasn't on the same page with CD uh, throughout most of that first half, which was great because I was on CD under a hundred and a half uh, passing or receiving yards, I should say, even though that that ticket got lit up in flames by the game script. I, I think it was the right play. Uh, but more importantly, uh, Jerry Jones has come out and said that he's keeping Mike McCarthy. Uh, Dan Quinn is also interviewing for head coaching jobs, which is insane to me. I, 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 I guess we're talking about a guy that kept Jason Garrett on the hook for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not so shocked about, uh, Quinn getting some, uh, interview potential because they did look good all year. No doubt. The defense did look good all year, except for that one game. And Phil, as you and I both know, they ran up against maybe the best quarterback in the NFL right now. I'm not ready to comment on that. Let's talk about the Rams <laughs> in Detroit. This thing was a barn burner. Stafford came back. That place was rocking. He was a villain. They were cheering for golf. And Detroit won 24 to 23. Probably the best game of the weekend. We deserved it because there was a lot of snooze fest early on. What did you take away here? Oh, it's fantastic. And uh, 
Yeah, I'm, honestly, my takeaway is this: boy, the Lions are tough. I wasn't sure how tough they were until they, they, they were in a game exchanging haymakers and they stood tall. They kept their cool. I, I wasn't sure that they could do it, but man, kudos to them. I, I, I There's a lot to like about this Lions team. For sure. For sure. And it, it, you, you think, you know, how dangerous can they be now that the, the playoff victory monkey is off their back? This, ah. this is a team that might be playing real loosey-goosey here. Uh, Dan Quinn has taken them to the promised land, and they're just looking for more. Uh, I got some comments on some other things maybe happening at the Detroit locker room, but we'll, we'll save that. Okay, okay. Monday, Arch, yeah. uh, was the rescheduled Pittsburgh-Buffalo game. This was Monday at 4.30 in the afternoon Eastern time because of the weather in Buffalo. That ruined my handicap. Unfortunately, you have to read the house rules for for books. Some uh, got refunded. Some were action. Uh, we were on, you know, some different race to 20, race to 25 props, um, longest field goal scores every quarter, things like that. And that all just got blown to smithereens. Good handicapping, bad result. Buffalo wins 31-17. What do you think? Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, this one, not a surprise. Not a surprise at all. Um, it never felt, <clears throat> this is another one where it never really felt like the Steelers were a real threat to Buffalo at any point during the game. You know how I feel about teams going into the playoffs with a negative point differential is you just kind of want to stay away from them. They usually flounder. This is the Minnesota Vikings last year. This is eventually the Giants last year. Uh, yeah, I hate it. So this wasn't a surprise. Yeah. And it, it, it felt like, um, no one was more affected by the reschedule except us than Pittsburgh. I, I think they had a fighting chance in, in a sloppy grinded out right, sort right. of game. Yeah. Uh, you know, when the field was clear and it wasn't snowing, there were no elements. This, this was uh, Buffalo rolling and that's exactly what it was. Then we were treated to a nightcap. Arch. Oh. You and I took a, we, we, we took some enjoyment out of this one. Tampa Bay dispatched the broken Philadelphia Eagles. We've been banging this drum for two months. 32 to nine behind a masterclass of Baker Mayfield. Holy shit. Doesn't Baker Mayfield, if he could just play the Eagles every week, maybe the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. Arch, we're talking about a guy uh, who the previous week against Carolina to, to book this trip in the playoffs looked broken, could yes. barely walk, had broken ribs, couldn't talk at the, the postgame presser. I mean, what do backup quarterbacks get treated? What sort of cocktail of drugs did they pop in the Baker Mayfield to make him look like a superhero the following week? <laughs> they popped in the Philadelphia Eagles cocktail of drugs. That's what it was. Ah, fair enough. Yeah, fair yeah. Enough. Uh, you know, fucking, oh God, why can't I think of his name? Defensive coordinator for the Eagles, the knucklehead. Uh, um, Patricia? Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia, everybody. Yeah. Who ain't, is not worth a good goddamn if unless Papa Bill is looking over his shoulder correcting his work for him. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. You know, I, I guess Nick Sirianni's exit interview was today. So I, I wait with bated breath to find out if he got fired or not. Um, you know, Jeff Laurie, not afraid to pull the plug. Having a technical little hiccup. I'm back now. Good to go. Yep. Okay, so Jeffrey Laurie, not afraid to pull the plug. Uh, you know, rumor has it when he dispatched Dougie P, he didn't have any plans to, but he didn't like Doug Peterson's plan, uh, you know, to refill the coordinator positions and just let him go. Clean, clean slate. So I'm very eager to find out what happens in Philadelphia land. Do you have any thoughts? I don't know. I, I mean, I am kind of split 
on this issue. One, I, 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 I just can't believe one bad season after you've been to the Super Bowl and very nearly won, you would dispatch the head coach. It, it feels insane. It feels it feels the opposite of uh, Jerry Jones. Like <laughs> yeah, Jerry should definitely. You know what be, hurts the most is the the lack of respect. Jerry should definitely get rid of his coach. I think the Eagles maybe hold on to the guy who got him to the promised land once. I, I it's shocking, and you know, but. Carson Wentz isn't there to go whining to management too about how the head coach needs to go. That redheaded fuck. Everyone hates Wentz.com. To me, Arch, you know, again, I'm in the Philadelphia region. I get a lot of Philadelphia media. We've got a guy here in Sirianni who went to the podium and said, I don't know what happened. We couldn't stop the slide. We were in a rut. I didn't know how to get us out. I, I don't know if that'll work. If you take that into Jeffrey Laurie's office, you probably want to have a better plan than that. Saying, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know if uh, just having your hat in your hand. I'm sorry, boss. Can I have a two year extension? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that that is a bad uh, look on his part. You get up there, you take all the blame saying I couldn't stop the slide. But, uh, you know, I'm going to do our best to make sure this doesn't happen again. Yeah, I think but, the guy's a moron. Uh, he probably we don't is. have to talk about him anymore. I mean, no, he's, we don't. But uh, he lost. He lost a lot of coordinating talent. When you look about, you know, look at where everybody else is looking. I mean, so yeah, yeah. I mean, Steichen uh, pulled off a, a bit of a small miracle in Indy. Yes. They lose their their starting quarterback, and he has Gardner Minshew. You know, and this Colts team on on the brink of a playoff mm-hmm. berth. Uh, you know, I bet Jalen Hurts is missing him. He looked a lot better under that Steichen tutelage. That's for sure. Arizona looks great. Well, not great, but yeah, much, they, much better than we well, would have thought. They didn't quit. That, oh. That's one thing. This Eagles team looked like they had checked out and the Cardinals fought, you know, in games they probably would have been better off losing for their, you know, Isn't that- draft. Yep. And, and they just would not quit. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Anyway, that I, yeah. was the week, of re- week in review. I think we should uh, maybe talk about some new money, some Ooh. bets on the horizon, some weekend plays. Let's start off with Saturday, Arch. All right, where, are we, where are we starting? Houston Texans are heading to Baltimore. It is blustery cold out. There's snow on the ground here. Uh, the Ravens are nine and a half point favorites. The total is 43 and a half or 44, depending where you look. You can have the Texans on the money line plus 360. You can lay 425 with the Ravens. What are you thinking here? You know, I, 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 you, I don't know how we're splitting this episode up. You may have already heard me say this. And if you're in the book club, I know you've seen me say this. The divisional round is oftentimes when those wildcard teams that look so good, that look so, so good, get that, that reality just slaps them in the face. That cold water gets poured right on them. Wake up. <laughs> These are the really good teams. I really like Baltimore. Uh, I think they look so good. I have Baltimore winning by 10 points. So I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens here minus the nine and a half. I am with you. I, I like, uh, I like this Baltimore team and you know, the public tends to fall in love with things they can see and touch <laughs> and feel. And remember, you know, we, we just saw Houston big win Baltimore on the shelf. You know, uh, there's a lot of talk about Lamar Jackson. Can he get it done? You know, he's bad in the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, this is a guy who's getting ready to receive his second MVP trophy. And I'm sure that he has read the press clippings. He is well aware of what people are saying. And I think he's going to put those 
those worries to bed. It looks like Arch to me that the game has just slowed down so much for Lamar. Um, you know, this was just a, a great season. He's such a threat on the ground to throw the ball. There's some talk about Andrews coming back. Isaiah likely in that tight end spot is just a star in the making. Odell at times is looking like Odell of yesteryear of, of giants. Odell. I really like this Baltimore team to just do pretty much whatever they want. Houston arch. I don't know if you knew this. They haven't faced a team on offense. That's been better than 14th in yards per play since week one this year, since week one. And that was the Ravens. So not at all. You know, it's, it's insane. I, I think the Ravens are are primed to roll here. Yeah, I I think so too. Um, and this is an entirely new Baltimore offense that's been been that's been built, and they've been working towards this all season. This is the pinnacle of what this offense is capable of. So I think they hope that it's not so Lamar heavy that it's more of a system. He's not supposed to just make plays. The scheme is supposed to help make plays. I mean, what do we make of Lamar having such little playoff success in his career so far? Um, trying to do too much, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, and he he doesn't really have to do it all. And it, and it's not like this team is filled with absolute studs everywhere on offense. It's really not. You 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 hit the nail on the head. This is a new offensive scheme, more vertical passing, and you know, I I really like what it's done with Lamar. Now, that's not to say I'm going to bet against Lamar. I think uh, I think it's over 15 and a half rush yards is a play. Um, you know, in his last three playoff games, he's gone at least nine carries at least 54 yards. And he, we saw him run a lot in that quest for the number one seed. So I like Lamar to do some Lamar things. Uh, but the, the Ravens should roll just on scheme alone. I see, uh, Lamar, what was it? 28 and a half pass attempts over under. I kind of like the under in this one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see, you know, Baltimore getting out early. I can see the weather playing a role, um, you know, in Baltimore slowing it down and, you know, they, they just play from ahead. That's what they've been doing all year. Um, you know, they, they haven't had to, to really chuck it. They, they control the game pace most, most weeks. Including when they played the 49ers, which is scary. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, Arch, I'm just going to give you one more prop on this game. I'm oh, on Nico late. Collins under 81 and a half receiving yards. Um, you know, for the last few weeks, we've seen CJ Stroud and Nico Collins link up sort of like it was, you know, tank Dell in the, uh, the weeks before he got hurt. Everybody knows that it's been going to Nico Collins and nobody could stop it. That comes to a halt this week, this Ravens defense, they allow a league best 5.1 yards per pass. That is all time good. So I think they know that Nico's the guy and they will bracket him. They have the pieces including a go Irish safety, all pro. I like Nico Collins under 81 and a half, 81 and a half yards at pinnacle right now. It's under it's over under 77.5. I'm yeah, this is at FanDuel. Yeah. FanDuel so you minus 115. get the under, get the under is what I'm saying. If that's that, if pinnacles there and FanDuel's that. Yeah. Then, then we know something, we know something they don't. So uh, let's see if we can uncover any more hidden gems next on Saturday, Arch going to be the green bay packers at the san francisco 49ers this is also a nine and a half point spread the total is 50 and a half you can have the packers plus 370 on the money line you can lay four dollars and 50 cents with the niners what are you doing here is it jordan love oh man i want to bet jordan love so bad i want to ask you is jordan love still the quarterback you say yes i say give me the packers but 
I can't quite do it. I actually have this right at nine and a half points in my little my little uh, numbers here. So I'm going to have to just kind of lean towards the Packers in this one and just hope it's a good game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a, a Green Bay team that is the youngest ever in the playoffs. And I worry that maybe the moment may be too big. I, I, I'm not, I'm just not sure. But they are road warriors, Arch. They average over 25 points per game on the road. The 49ers do have the extra week of rest. They were getting healthier as well. This is a Green Bay defense that ranks in the bottom five in just about every metric imaginable. Thank you, Joe Barry. And um, I'm not sure. I would lean San Francisco. I'm going to stay off the side here. I'm going to attack the prop market as always, sir. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start off with our superhero, our main man. We're erecting a statue. I'm going to take Jordan Love over 246 and a half pass yards simply because I think with the game script, they will be playing from behind. This is a guy that has the second best QBR since week 10, sporting a 21 touchdown to one interception ratio over that time period. He can make the throws. He can avoid sacks. He's only uh, has a a 4.8% sack rate, which is third best in the NFL. I like Jordan Love to air it out when things get a little hairy in California. What was the number again? 246 and a half. Again, Pinnacle has the line set at 250 and a half. So you definitely want to take the over if you're looking at 246. Correct. Correct. So we're on the right side of that one. Now I'm getting a little frisky, Arch. I'm I'm, I'm taking taking some sprinkles on this game. All right, I'll just I'll lay it on you. Yeah, just lay it on me. We'll take a little sip of your tonic over what there. Were you expecting a soundboard clip? Okay, so tell I, me, I, say something I, about I sprinkles. Let's see. Crawl through a river there of you shit go. and came out clean on the other side. I'll Stop do it whining. myself. All right. There's I'm a soundboard. taking Green Bay to score first and lose Ooh. plus one seventy at DK. Yeah, I like that a lot. Here's why. Yeah, yeah, Green Bay has scored the first touchdown nine straight games. They don't do the analytical thing and kick, you know, to get the ball back at halftime. They receive. So I, I, I think, you know, that that's, that's something that we can kind of count on here. The 49ers, on the other hand, do defer. We also heard, um, you know, Kyle Shanahan come out and say he's going to defer. So, uh, you know, Green Bay is going to get the ball pretty much guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Will they score? I'm not sure, but you know, they're going to have the ball and uh, I like them to lose the game. Plus 170 feels good. And I, you know, analytics aside, I think that's the right move, especially when you're playing a better team. You want to do everything you can to put them in a deficit as fast as you can and, and, and just try and steal the momentum away from them. I think it's a great move on, on Green Bay's part to do something like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it bucks the trend. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's causing waves. And it's, I mean, how often do you have to, uh, you know, coach up the coin flip? Like what to do? I mean, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's another wrinkle. Right. Um, so I like that. The other little dart I'm going to throw is longest field goal made Green Bay. And this is in the three-way market on DraftKings plus 105. Reason being... The 49ers just don't kick a whole heck of a lot of field goals. Jake Moody is only 21 for 25 on the year, and he's only six of nine from 40 plus. So this is a 49ers team that will punch it in. Um, Anders Carlson on the other side, he's a bit of a a live wire. He misses some PATs, but he is 27 to 33. So just, you know, more attempts. 
He's seven of 13 from 40 plus. So they will, you know, attempt the longer field goals than, than the 49ers will. So I just like this at plus money just to sprinkle it. I like that. I, I can see that happening. Sweet. Hell yeah! Chris Farley agrees. Let's move on to Sunday, Arch. We've got the early window is the Baker Mayfield-led Tampa Bay Bucks. They are heading to Detroit. The Lions are six-point favorites. The total is anywhere from 49, 49 and a half, or 50. Shop around, depending on what you'd like. The Bucks on the money line, plus 230. Lions, minus 275. What are your knee-jerk reactions on this one? Uh, I've got Detroit winning by a touchdown. So the six doesn't really scare me so much. I know you're a big Baker fan. I just don't know if he can do it against the, the, you know, a real NFL team. He didn't play a real NFL team last week. Now he's got to play a real one. Yeah. Yeah. The Eagles certainly had checked out. Here's where my concern lies. Uh-oh. Arch. Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator for the Lions. He has four interviews between today, which is Friday, and tomorrow, which is Saturday, Sunday, early window game. How focused is like your your main piece? I mean, your your wonderkind calling the plays. What, what do you think about that? How focused th- is he? I think he's going to be focused. Uh, you know, because bottom line is, if you, I think if you piss Dan Campbell off, he will fucking end you in the hall. He will just snap you in two, and then eat your soul. He will just crack you open and swallow your soul. Yeah, that. I mean, that's probably that's probably true. Uh, we do know that Detroit won't shut anybody down defensively through the air. So I, I expect Baker to air it out. The Lions, they allow a ton of explosive plays. They allowed 367 yards to Stafford last week, 396 and 411 to Nicky Mullins, 345 to Dak. I mean, this is a a very good run defense, very, very bad pass defense. Um, do you think the Bucks can stay in it that way? I think they can stay in it, but I think this is a war of attrition. I just honestly... I just don't think of the Buccaneers on the same level as the Lions, sadly. So I do think the Lions are eventually going to pull away and win by a touchdown. I agree. I just I think the Lions have the weapons on offense to to you know keep this thing fun. Uh, the Lions are just incapable of playing a game that you don't want to watch. You, you know because they have a bad defense overall, so that'll keep the other team in it, and they're just incredibly fun on offense you know they score a lot of points they're just fun to watch america's team absolutely and you know i'm looking at the lion stats right now this is fascinating their epa per run is a flat zero most teams are negative this is a flat zero so the lions aren't losing any value when they run the ball yeah i mean they have two really really nice weapons jameer gibbs david montgomery it's sort of like thunder and lightning one (laughs) you know is like a slash sort of back and the other straight at you try and stop it so i do like this lions offense i like a lot of props in this game i I lean with you on the lions minus six okay i also like rashad white under 54 and a half rushing yards the lions allow only 3.7 yards per carry he only had 26 rush yards earlier in the year this is a lions team they did shut down kyron williams last week on the ground um you know in a in a shootout type game um the lions stuffed up kyron williams go irish so Rashad White, he gets a lot of volume. I expect not a lot of yards here, under 54 and a half rush yards. Uh, the next one is the tight end of Tampa Bay, Cade Otten, over 27 and a half receiving yards. Reason being, Detroit has allowed 28 receiving yards to a tight end in five out of the last six games. Also, in two out of those four, they allowed 
28 yards to two tight ends on the same team per game. So the the tight end spot is open. Kate Otten had a couple of drops last week, or else we'd be looking at a a much higher line here. I like the over 27 and a half for him. I also like Baker over one and a half pass touchdowns, just because I think you can exploit this Detroit pass defense. He's had two plus passing touchdowns in seven of the eight road games this year. And the Lions have allowed the fifth most passing touchdowns. So all those sort of things align. I'm on Rashad White under 54 and a half rush yards. Kate Otten over 27 and a half receiving and Baker over one and a half passing touchdowns. Love it. I love it. Those are both going to hit. I feel good about it. I feel yeah. good about it. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll hit on the same play. You know, that, that's always fun. So let's, uh, let's wrap this episode up. Have to. The game, the hoodie you're wearing, the Kansas City Chiefs on the road in Buffalo. Buffalo is a two and a half point favorite. The total 45 and a half. The Chiefs on the money line plus 130. The Bills minus 144. This is, I don't know if you've heard it, Arch, Mahomes' first playoff road game that's not, you know, at a neutral. Heard that mentioned, yes, once or twice. <laughs> yeah, it's like Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. Who, right, who yeah, that? yeah. Yeah. I like <sighs> the Bills here, Arch. Now, I know whenever you play the Steelers, it's a war. You know, so Buffalo got got a little nicked up with the, the Pittsburgh physicality. Uh, Kansas City, sort of a, a snoozer there in Kansas City. Um, but the Chiefs have been inconsistent all year. They have the most drop passes in the NFL. They do have the uh, rest edge by two days. I mean, is any of this making you want to make a play? Well, I do have a play. I do have a play. And oh, I'm, I'm, un- unfortunately, uh, I am taking the Buffalo Bills minus the minus the points at home as well. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, Arch. I know. I know. Um, I mean, the Bills, the, they got the overtime rules changed because they couldn't stop Kansas City. You know, 13 seconds, they couldn't stop an offense. Listen, Archie, you don't think that's a good rule change? I don't really care. I don't care. Just stop. If you can't stop a team that only has 13 seconds on the clock, I don't know if you've got much complaints. 13 seconds. I feel like this team should be able to touch the ball. Blah, blah, blah. Doesn't matter. Buffalo's going to win, but they still won't win the Super Bowl. (laughs) Right, right, right. Um, You know, their winners are six straight. Yeah. You know, they're, they're getting hot at the right time. McDermott is pulling all the right strings. Allen is calling his own number a lot. He, you know, he had a fantastic rushing touchdown that, that cashed our over yards and yes. kind of touchdown last week. The fake slide. Pretty sweet little fake slide. <laughs> a la Kenny Pickett, you yeah. know, which is kind of, which is kind of <laughs> funny, you know, uh, ironic even if you will. I do like Buffalo here to win this thing. Yeah. I have some some equity in in Buffalo to win the AFC. No, you do. Um as, as a as a hedge to Baltimore. So if I can just get both of them through, that would be that would just be super, you know? That'd be great. And life and, has and, always uh, treated you so well. Life just always treats you so perfectly like that. It 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 doesn't. So we'll be seeing Houston <laughs> yeah. and Kansas City in the AFC uh I mean, okay, so as yeah. far as as Buffalo goes, it has to be in the back of your mind that Josh Allen can decide to come out and say, you know what? It feels like a five interception game today. I think I'm going to do it. It, I mean, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That's always like lurking in the shadows. Yes. Are it, you, it are you concerned is. at all about that happening? Uh, that rearing its head? I mean, we're seeing a lot of good Josh Allen, right? So if, if we're going by the, the, 
John Highslop principle. He's due, right? He's due to have an interception or a fumble or something. But you've also run your mental simulations per Highslop, and you don't have that happening, right? I know, and that's why I don't have any hair, you know, because <laughs> all these contradictory <laughs> notes. Um, I just, I, I, I don't think that, you know, if Josh Allen throws a pick, I, I don't think it'll be detrimental. I really don't. Kansas City just doesn't have the weaponry. They're, this is not the explosive Kansas oh, City no. Chiefs team. The, their defense, yeah, they're, they're, they were good in the beginning of the year, but they've been very, very average from week nine on. Yeah. And the numbers say that. Yeah, I mean, who um, could forget you know, they how they, out, yeah, they started out losing to the Lions week one. Yeah, but I mean, you know, beyond that, this was a, a really good defense and it has tailed off. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it, this is tough. This is really, really tough. I, I just, I like the bills to get it done here. I think you have to ride the recent form. Yeah, yeah. Um, Josh Allen just has more weapons. They've rediscovered a running game. Mm-hmm. The defense is playing well enough. Um, I, I like the bills here on the money line. I'm not going to mess with the points. I'm, oh, I'm just, taking the money line. Okay. Yeah, that's it. And that's all I got. No, that's no, all I got. No major props. And this requires no sex. No sex, no props. I like it. Just yeah. quick and dirty. Because we don't like this game, right? This is our least favorite game to bet of the week. I, I hate this game. I hate I, I love I love to watch it. And I'll probably get on Josh Allen uh, over rush yards again just because I, I can't quit it. It keeps cashing. He's an anytime touchdown machine. If I get a plus number, I'll take it or anything close. Uh, but that'll be in the book club. We have to save something for the book club. Oh, that's true. We do. There's going to be so much of the book club that when racing comes around. There is. Or our newly coming Patreon, where you can buy race by race plays, which is fun. Yeah. going to be very fun. As, yeah, soon as, your idiot, as soon as your idiot tech guy figures out all the ins and outs. That's you. That's you. Until then, you can join the book club where we get all of our plays Arch is up 18 units in the NHL. He's up unlimited units in snooker. I, I don't know. I, I just, I've won three days in a row since we've been betting this. Uh, we've got darts. We were on Luke Littler to win a championship. Can we just he say did. for 2024, if Luke Littler's up, we're just going to bet him. Yeah. I mean, that's why that's, I didn't consult you for the final yeah, match. Right. I mean, it was only, there was like a 10 minute break in between. Yeah. I didn't even consult you. Luke Littler, whatever the computer said, it was going to be Luke. And we're talking about darts here. The the PDC Premier Darts Championship League. Luke Littler, 16-year-old, won the Bahrain Masters today in his, uh, what was it, his second major? Yes, it's second, awesome. second. And if you haven't, yeah. you should at least go Google him or, or fire up YouTube. Watch a little Luke Littler. I promise you won't be disappointed. The kid's like 15 and he's pulling MILF girlfriends already. Yeah, and he eats a lot of kebabs. I don't know what that has to do with the book club. Oh, because we bet on him today. Right. Yeah. So we're betting on darts, basketball, college basketball, golf, racing, which is only 16 days away. NFL, NBA live. We've got a live model that is just printing money right now. It's fantastic. You can have all this stuff over at www.thedgensdegens.net or everyonehateswentz.com. Thankfully, he's on an NFL roster. Our URL is worth some money, 25 bucks a month. You can have all of our picks, all the secret sauce. You can talk to Arch over there in the book club. Arch, send us home. Uh, that is it. I think you hit everything, right? Let's make some money this weekend. I I think I got it all. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be liable for damages related to its contents.